Hello, everyone, and welcome to this latest episode of the podcast. My guest this week, Mr. Albert Laveau. Mr. Laveau is the Artistic and Managing Director of the Trinidad Theatre Workshop. He joined the then-young company in 1962, where, over the years, he became one of the best-known actors in Trinidad, alongside performers such as Errol Jones, Stanley Marshall, Eunice Allen, Claude Reed, and dozens of others who graced the Trinidad Theatre Workshop stage over the years. Among his acting credits are included leading roles in productions of The Firstborn, Dark of the Moon, Moon for the Misbegotten, and Tartuffe. He is perhaps best known for his onstage role as the devil in Walcott's Tajine and His Brothers. Mr. Laveau also played principal roles in Walcott productions including The Joker of Seville, Dream on Monkey Mountain, Henry Christophe, and The Sea at Dauphin, among others. A top-notch director as well as actor, Mr. Laveau spent part of the 1970s acting and directing professionally in the United States, where he worked with Joe Papp at the Public Theater, was a guest director at New York University's MFA program, became a resident director with the Negro Ensemble, and also played in their touring production of The River Niger by Richard Walker for a year. Despite his success abroad, Mr. Laveau saw his work as first and foremost the development of theater here in his home of Trinidad and Tobago. He moved back home and in 1989 was appointed to the position of managing and artistic director of his home theater company, where he was able to put into place two programs which he feels passionately about and are still active today. The Theater and Education Program, which brings staged productions of plays on CXC syllabi to school children to enhance their understanding of the texts and also expose them to theater. And the School for the Arts which has taught hundreds of students over the past quarter century, from as young as six to the elderly, in acting, directing, design, dance, and more. In his later career, Mr. Laveau made appearances in several local feature films, including the 2001 Mystic Masseur and 2013's God Loves the Fighter. To this day, Mr. Laveau is active in the Trinidad Theatre Workshop, pushing forward and leading his team to continue ensuring that his vision continues to live on. Without further ado... Mr. Albert Laveau. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this latest episode of the podcast. Um, My name is Richard, and I am currently sitting in the office of the Trinidad Theater Workshop uh, with one of its uh, founders, Mr. Albert Laveau, who is generous enough to give me uh, a bit of his time. Um, we are going to talk about uh, the history of not only the, uh, the, the workshop itself, but also of his history and uh, his experience throughout the years in performance and theater here in Trinidad. Um, so welcome, Mr. Laveau. Uh, pleasure to meet you. Oh, pleasure meeting you, sir. <laughs> yeah. um, to begin with me, I am, this year, I'll be 84 years old. Oh, my goodness. Having been born on the 4th of July in 1935 in the south of Trinidad. And um, the question is always asked of me, how did I get involved with theatre? Well, you, you've got to, uh, let me take you all back eight years. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, 1935 in Trinidad. I'm living in a little village Mm -hmm. in Point of Pier. My father was working 
He was a foreman at, at the oil refinery in the canning plant where he used to fill uh, kerosene in tins. Kerosene was very important in those days for lamps, for stoves and everything. Yeah. So he was a very important man, you know. <laughs> and he was on the staff. He's one of the few people, local people, mm -hmm. who were on the staff. Actually, he was a junior staff. He, on the senior staff was all expatriates, English. Okay. In those days, it was Trinidad Lisa Limited. TLF was called. TLF, okay. Yes. And later on, it was TTI, which was Texaco Trinidad Incorporated. All right. That's when I started working there at the age of about 17 and a half. All right. <laughs> um, we didn't have anything called theater as we come to know it now. Mm -hmm. I didn't know, but theater was the cinema. I didn't get into a cinema until I was about 12 years old. I went to see Johnny White's mother, Tarzan, something, you know? Um, but in my own home, uh, every evening my father came home and he entertained us, usually having knocked off a pint down the road. <laughs> All kinds of um, stories about monkeys and lizards and rabbits and so mm -hmm. on. Nancy stories, as we call them. Okay. And he would always put his own twist to it, you know, which used to appall my mother. His <laughs> 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 fathers are wont to do. <laughs> yes, you know. And we, oh, we enjoyed it. Storytelling then was a quite a, a feature mm -hmm. in my little home. And I'm talking about up to the age of about nine. Mm-hmm. Because by about that age, nine or ten, I was sent to live with my grandparents because my mother became ill and she's having mental problems. Right. And they felt that she couldn't take care of six of us by that time. So I was sent to live in Freeport. All right. But what I was going to tell you was that at, by the time I started going to government school, I've always found myself being selected to do something. Mm -hmm. In schools in those days, there were, there were singing, school concerts, and that kind of thing. All right. We didn't used to play football yet, maybe cricket. These were just little sports. Mm -hmm. But anything that um, involved the whole mass of um, the school population were school concerts. Mm -hmm. Everybody had to be involved in the school concerts. And I always got some leading part. I'm talking about by seven or eight years old, you know. Uh -huh. um, and this happened, this followed me to all the places I went. When I went up to Freeport to live with my grandfather in Carpichama, I went to Carpichama um, RC school there. And the same thing, I've always been singled out to do something. Mm -hmm. Have a party, you get a party. You didn't get a whole play, eh? Right. You get a whole part and you had to learn your part. Mm -hmm. And without knowing what the rest of the play is, <laughs> you had to do your part. Part was important, you know? Did you ever, uh, did you ever um, think, did people tell you that you had like a, a natural... Like, um, yes, presence they, would, or? they would say that, and I was pleased by their saying it. But um, I was uh, 
very good looking little chick. <laughs> so I, I thought it was all part of the whole thing, you know what I mean? Right. I, well, I thought he's so cute and all that kind of thing. So nice thing to me uh-huh. until I went up to Freeport. Uh-huh. When I arrived there, my fa- grandfather, who was turning 80, and he had a housekeeper who was a cousin in law or something. And she was a, a demon. Mm-hmm. When I got there, the first thing she said to me was that um, I never liked children. Yeah. Children is a nation I cannot stand. That was what she said. Oh my goodness. And she made sure every day I got a clout or hit a blow for something. For something. That, that was her way of just letting whatever was bothering yeah. her out. Yeah. And al- although, but she was con- conflicted because she had nobody else to talk to. Mm-hmm. My, my grandfather was 80 and most time bedridden. Mm-hmm. And it was me she would talk to, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and about all kinds of things. And yet she would and yet, the licks. And I hit you a whack. Yeah. And I said, why are you hitting me? So I, yeah, I don't know, but I, I, I didn't even advance you're going to do something. Huh. So, you know, some idiot. <laughs> but it just shows you the, uh, the kinds of people, kinds of psychoses that you're going to come across. Uh-huh. You know, and I used to put her in my mind as some evil old witch or something. Mm-hmm. Did you, uh, did, what, what was your relationship to the, the Calypso of the time? Did you... No, was that you part stayed of your... away from Calypso. You got flogged if you heard Calypso. Really? <laughs> and during Lent, uh-huh. you were not supposed to sing uh, Calypso. We had a thing we used to sing with a finger, like a finger to your finger. Uh-huh. And so, so I'd be cut Lent. Eh? Uh-huh. And if I hear you singing a, a thing, I could slug you. Really? A Calypso, you know. So it's as though Calypso was a thing that was sinful, uh-huh. if you like. I, I've, I've heard... Um, Dr. Uh, Hollis Liverpool, Chalk Dust, who is a proponent of, of Calypso. He, he's, he, it is his life. Yeah. And he, he has made the statement that the Calypsonian was the poor man's newspaper. It's true. Okay. It's true. And in, and in newspapers, they just bring all kinds of news, don't they? Yes, they do. <laughs> they do. You know, yeah. But there were some old Calypsonians mm-hmm. who they revered. Um, I'm talking about Executor. Um, the Roaring Lion, no, the Roaring Lion was, mm-hmm. and those their calypsos have lasted down through the years, you mm-hmm. know. Um, but I think that what happened was that Calypso and his steel band got together, and then they started. They started to be gangs. The gangs, oh, okay. Out of steel band, I do not sure that the steel band started the gang thing because when we were going to school as little boys. And my gang, yeah, their gang, and with right. my gang. I don't know if it's in your own place where you grew up. Well, the, where the I group. We used to call it gangs. Yeah, no, the the the, the rivalries <laughs> were were more about from like between schools. Like uh, my team is better than your team. Yeah, yeah. something like yeah, that. Yeah. And maybe that may be uh, a similar the, kind of. It's the beginning of, of, of yeah. this gangdom. But. Um, I remember in 1945, mm-hmm. I was in the country and I was jumping up in a band. Um, I would be about 10 years old then. Right. And um, it was VJ, Victory Over Japan. Oh, right, okay. Right? 
Shiny never had a and they were steel band still hadn't gotten into the, its full swing. Or they had a rhythm section. Doom 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 doom. You know that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. We used to have and and somebody with a bugle like ta ha da ta da you know that kind of thing. Yeah, you made music with the materials that you had. Yeah. But the, 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 the tenor band and the guitar band still wasn't de- developed, discovered or evolved yet. Okay. It was an evo- evolution with the steel band over there. It wasn't all invented in one, you know. Right, it took time. It started with a biscuit drum, you know. Yeah, like the, the crickets. You know, the, yeah, so big, yeah. boom, 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 boom. It was okay. Did, uh, you, you said that your father told you stories. Yes. Did you, uh, how did... How did he come up with those stories? Did he have well, a... well, there's a there's a tradition of Nancy stories about animal stories of Bray lion chasing after bear, 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 rabbit to eat him, and mm-hmm. and all the wilds and so on that um, Bray rabbit would get up to to get away from Bray lion, and you know some of the kind of ribald stories. You know, kind of did you did you find that uh, you 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 smile when you talk about those stories because yeah. I. It remind you of, of that time. Did you find that uh, those stories were the inspir- maybe an inspiration for you to become a storyteller yes. yourself? Yes. Because, and that is still the essence of the actor. The mm-hmm. actor is a storyteller. <laughs> mm-hmm. He tells the story of a character through his performances and words and actions, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, we still teach that here. Um, but storytelling is the seem to be the most important part of training for young actors, little children, grown ones, you know. When well, mm-hmm. we do improvs, yes. Well, you tell a story about a little word or a line, a sentence, mm-hmm. and you tell us make a story around it, you know, kind of thing. Improvisation. And this is ways we have of getting people to be expressive, you know. And so we were down there. Sometimes we used to play the different animals and in the stories and so on, you know. Uh, Is that, did you, uh, did you and your siblings get recruited into stories? Did you play out the stories? Oh, that was spontaneous. We'd do it anyway. Oh, okay. <laughs> you yeah. know? Yeah, we loved it. Someone's chasing after someone yeah, else pretending. Yeah, yeah, that's right, you know. You, uh, uh, I know that um, pretend using one's imagination are important tools. And he would do the voices of the, of the, of the different characters as they talk. They learn the lion spoke and the rabbit spoke and the lion's wife spoke and all that kind of thing. He must have been very versatile. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think he was quite a talented man that wasn't, you know, published. <laughs> right. Right. Well, you know, it's... Uh... Because I saw a little sketch. The only picture that I have in my mind of my mother mm-hmm. was a little sketch that he did pencil sketch mm-hmm. and it was so accurate that I said wait wait, 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 wait. my father must have been had some training or something you know I, he never talked about anything like that maybe yeah. it was natural because he used to laugh at it when he did because it was so natural right so I said you see it's all about knowing who you are okay that you you, you get into that journey of introspection and, and your history and your father because you want to know who who am I? Mm-hmm. Where did I come from? <laughs> you know, what make me? You know? I, I, I don't subscribe to the whole notion that... I, because I, I was raised in the Catholic religion. Mm-hmm. 
and you always told her, who made you? God made me. Mm -hmm. Why did God make you? God made me to know him and love him and serve him. Mm -hmm. So just a minute. To love him, to know him, to love him and serve him. That's all that God made me for. <laughs> you know, there must be more. You know? I, my my uh, my father has has said many a time uh, uh, that uh, when I felt a little lost, he would say the path would reveal itself. Yeah, you know, there, it there, does, there's yeah. a plan. There's you a may path. not understand it, but there's there's something out there for you to follow. I had a I had a grandmother, my mother's mother, uh -huh. old Tobagonian lady, and while when I was living in this. <laughs> place in, in, in Kapichaima mm -hmm. with my, this evil lady. Sometimes they'd send me down to see my father, to get money from my father or something, you know. So I'd go visit my grandmother. And one of the things that she told me was that, she, oh, I would tell her about this lady, you know, how she was so cruel and all this kind of thing. But one of the things she told me, she said, son, Anytime you're troubled, read Ecclesiastes. Huh? Read Ecclesiastes? Yes. Okay. And that was when I was about 12 or 13. And I never read it. Mm -hmm. Really. I never had a Bible. <laughs> <laughs> but until I was on tour in America, in Detroit, mm -hmm. when my, on a, my professional journey, and I was in a motel, and there was a Gideon Bible in the I was really conflicted about whether I should go back home, come back, continue, and I pulled it out. And I read the Ecclesiastes, and it helped me greatly. You know? It says about, there's nothing new under the sun, <laughs> no in the heavens. All is vexatious of spirit, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And I, I was thinking, because I, over there people used to tell me, um, Oh, you're the first Trinidadian um, actor over here and all this kind of thing. Yeah. And you're the first this and you're the first that. Yeah. Did, uh, you, when did you make that journey to the, to the States? That would have been in 1972. Oh, okay. So A long ways from this other... Yeah, thing. okay. Yeah. So in between... So, okay, so let's back up a little bit. So um, you are in school... Uh, 17 is where we about, about where yeah. we were talking so from there did you after school you went to work where your father I went worked? to work yes in the oil refinery mm -hmm. and um, I joined a, a new theater drama company was okay. starting All right. in San Fernando um, it was called Carnegie Players because we would have meetings at the Carnegie Library in San Fernando. Okay. And um, I floated to the top of the heap of artists. As always happened when I was in the school here. Mm -hmm. yeah. As a matter of fact, sometimes I became slightly unpopular because... Um, well, you know, like I say, oh, you think you're so hot, yeah. <laughs> you know, you, cow. <laughs> yeah, you got it so easy. Yeah, 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 you know, yeah. but anyway. So, um, the, so the Carnegie players. Carnegie players in San Fernando. You see, at that time, everybody, all the young men who want to be popular, to look for girls and whatever, mm -hmm. 
pumpkin iron, milling iron was the thing. Yeah, big. big muscles and so on. And I started at the time pumping iron with the guys. Mm -hmm. I said, hang in there, hang in there. If I get all these big muscles like these guys, I can't do every role on stage. I said, so let me focus on my theater. <laughs> you know, you are pumping iron. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you find, did you find that uh, because you could, because you learned how to say all those words and being, being uh, eloquent, uh, that that worked for you? Yeah, because I would say that whatever education I got after leaving high school mm -hmm. was derived from my pursuit of a career as a dramatist, drama. In, in drama, I met people far more educated than myself, and I would talk to them, listen to them, you know, Derek Walcott, people from writers from Jamaica, um, Slade Hopkinson from Guyana. Slade was quite an intellectual person. Um, you know, a whole... That was the ilk mm -hmm. of people that Derek Walcott exposed us to. All right. And they would come to our workshop that when here, you know, Derek Walcott was doing this thing. Because he came here in 1958. He was a young man, he would be about 28. But he had been writing in... He had writing since he was 17, you know, and... Mm -hmm. He was prolific. Yes, he was prolific. All his life. Mm -hmm. And, um... What happened here with, in that year was a political union was being planned between these islands. Okay. Federation, right. they call it. Federation. <laughs> Lots of songs and all kinds of things came out of that federation. But no federation came out of it. Um, because everybody was going different ways. Was, was um, I'm familiar with... Between the islands, all from all the Anglophone islands, from Jamaica down to Guyana, mm -hmm. were supposed to come together and have a union, a customs union, uh, everything, you know, political union. I, I, I did a little reading on that. Um, uh, I'm, you're, you're probably familiar with the name uh, Tubal Uriah Butler. Yes, you were. Yeah. I used to go and look at him talk in San Fernando. He was quite a character. He was quite a character. <laughs> there was a, there was someone uh, uh, who was trying to work on creating a piece about his life, a, yes. a musical piece. Mm -hmm. um, now, was he he was still around at the time that this union was was coming about or yes. trying to come about? Yeah, because he was the one mm -hmm. who used to talk about home rule. Okay, home rule. And um, he went to England, and he came back, and people said, Butler, where the home rule? You know, you say where the... Mm -hmm. And he Butler used to say, you want, to, you want us to leave home rule? Come on, put your hand in my pocket, and move it out towards the center, you will find the home rule. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> he was a dirty man. Oh, very earthy. Yeah, very earthy. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll call him earthy. Yes, you know. But, <laughs> this but, is a Butler, he, you know. But he gave a good, but he was a good speaker. Yeah. He got people more. Oh, he's a leader, man. Yeah. yeah. Um, but um, Eric Williams, so he, he virtually set the stage for Eric Williams to come in. He was the first prime minister? In 1956. Okay. But Butler was around in 1937. Mm -hmm. Started the unions, the unionization, and so on, and workers, and so on, you know? But, um, 
everybody started. Jamaica and Trinidad were the more wealthiest, wealthier of the, the islands. Mm -hmm. They were the wealthiest of these islands. Mm -hmm. They did not want, Jamaica <laughs> did, did not want, at least not them that did not want. They were stating the fears that all the, 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 the residents from the smaller islands would come gravitate to the our centers and so on. And what control and so on we put over that. Right. So they, they, they fell out. They decided to have a referendum among their people in, to decide whether we stick with the Federation or not. Mm -hmm. Of course they said no. <laughs> Get out. Jamaica for Jamaicans and so on. You know. right. Did you so, um, I was getting to the point about bringing direct workers to Trinidad. Oh, okay, yes. When Vidya I Paul wrote that nothing was ever created in the West Indies, alluding to the point that we were just uh, a nation of Francians. People just came and made money and went away and so on. And they don't really do anything here. Grow mm -hmm. sugar and, you know. So, in response to that, Walcott wrote that when nothing exists, everything is possible, right? And we have to see the possibility in these islands, in the people, mm -hmm. and that we have a culture and all that kind of thing, you know. I have used that for my own flag, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. that wherever I went, I showed people how I mean, I'd have said, oh God, we have no nails, man, we have no nails. I look around, you have a hammer here, find a nail, pull it up. Bunk have a nail there. <laughs> it, it will present it's itself. A, it presents itself. As long as you don't say it's impossible because we don't have, what do we have? Mm -hmm. And I say that we start where we are with what we have, mm -hmm. you know? And, and with that <laughs> flag, I came back when Derek Walcott was saying, oh, he closed down the workshop and the fellows are not committed. Yeah, I remember he came to New York and he was telling me that, yeah, yeah. They, they, they're just hobbyists and so on. And, you know, so we had to show him something else, man. I said, look at what I'm seeing out here in America is a professional theater. And we could do that with you writing and so on, you know? Mm -hmm. And that was the beginnings of the... And when I came, it was 72 or so, and I came back. Mm -hmm. um, but he left by 77. And I proposed to them what we're doing now. Mm -hmm. um, but they weren't buying it. They said, they, they, they said, they wrote me a thing, stating, I think I have it somewhere, you know, that we do not want to do any professional, and they put it in quotations, mm -hmm. as professionalism would destroy the roots of what we are, and this in capitals, the best in the land. Mm -hmm. What my brothers will tell me, the best in the land. Was there a contest and you all won, you know? How did, what is best in it? I am offering you training in the arts. Mm -hmm. Training is important in any movement. <laughs> any movement. Training, it's like give me a gun until you go and let it go and fight. You have to train, you have to shoot the gun. Right? You have to know 
you're disciplined. This is I said, and Trinidad at Arusha that I have in mind, mm-hmm. we'll do that. What I think they got a little scared of was that I would be training people and putting plays on with other people other than them. And they said, so what, you all can't go on forever. We, uh, we can't go on. We, we have to train new people right. to you carry the, the thing forward. Okay. You have to plant seeds. So they say, nah, 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 nah. So I said, okay, I'll see you guys. You'll see me when you want to. I'll be up in the hills cutting wood. Because by then I was teaching myself woodworking. Okay. I came back at 72, right. and I accidentally fall into woodwork. That, uh, that thing is accident, really. Yeah? It's, like you say, there's a plan. There's a plan. <laughs> you know? And the plan was that a friend of mine, um, who used to produce plays, um, Brenda Hughes, if you ever see me, you could talk to her. And she, her family was fairly wealthy. They had some houses, renting and so on. She said, I want to furnish this house. Um, but I want some nice furniture, man, some modern things. So she said, while you were traveling, did you see any furniture and things? So I said, well, yeah, I saw some things. But um, I said, why don't you take some little boxes, make some boxes for the seats and put a cushion on them. Mm-hmm. You know, make make it boxes nice you know, and make a cushion different colors. You could make one of them same height, same, and you could make a couch. You know. They're versatile. And, yeah? yeah. Yeah. I said, think outside the box. Think outside the box <laughs> yeah. for, the box. for the box. You know? So she said, yeah, it's not a good idea. I said, I said well, get a carpet. Any carpet that could make a box. Uh-huh. Which you should. I went away and I came back. And I think now I came back because... 73 was a bad year for theater in the USA. Okay. 74 was a bad year because 73 was when there was a crossing of the Jews in the, um, the, between the Israel, um, somebody, I think the Seven, the seven Days' War or something okay. like that. Yeah, yeah, in the, in the Middle East. And yeah, that was, Middle East. Um, I, know, I know the yeah. event you're speaking yeah, of. Yeah, right? And all the money that the Jews businessmen would put in the theater. They were sending for that effort. Okay. It just was dramatic. Everything. There was one show, Pearly Victorious, I think, was on the road when we were touring. Mm-hmm. Ours, Negro and Sound Company, was not dependent on that money because it won the, 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 the Tony Award. Okay. Antoinette Perry Award on Broadway. And... I was in the touring cast. I wasn't in the body cast, I was yeah. in the national... The national tour. National tour. This is 19... You said 1974. 1974, okay. Yes, right. It wasn't in 73. I think we started out in 73. Okay. Even before it won the thing. And while we were on tour, we heard that it won and da-da-da. And we were in Cleveland, I think. I remember now we heard <laughs> that we, we'd won. Not we, but our play. Right, right, yeah. Right, right. yeah. But you still have a sense of yeah, we. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. I'm part of it, you know. Yeah, yeah. You are a sound company. Yeah. And um, in Cleveland, they had a thing called the Hannah Memorial Theatre. Mm-hmm. Hannah family was a big, wealthy family. And, they had a, and it was a hundred years of that theatre. All right. And what they did for 
because of the, 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 the confluence of these two things, the first black play to win on, the, on Broadway and the Hannah Memorial, the hundred years, they caused a big painting to be done of us. So, so there is a, a big painting of you. In the Smithsonian. Get out of town! Yeah. Somewhere down there. Somewhere out there. Yeah, I tried to find it on the computer, but I couldn't find it. Uh, anyway, they put it down there uh, to celebrate two things in uh, one. Our appearance at the Hannah Memorial celebrating 100 years, and this is the first Broadway play, black, black play about black people. That was important about, at the time, a black play. They mm -hmm. didn't have black plays again, they are plays. <laughs> right. Know, it could be about black people, it could be anything, but it's a place, you know? Right, a play is a play. Yeah. Lion King, I don't know. What was the Lion King? Black? No. No, it's all kind of people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, the, it's interesting you talk, you talk uh, about, about that, because that's something I've never quite understood when there's a sort of a, not a, a separation, because I've, because to me, a lighting designer is a lighting designer is a lighting designer. Yeah. It, I don't say, well, this is a Asian lighting designer or this and is a black, black lighting designer. <laughs> yeah. I, but they used to talk that way. I, I, don't think, I don't think they talk that way. Oh, they will only say it for a specific reason why right. they were saying that a black. Right. But um, in those were the days, Nixon was in the power. Uh-huh. Uh, Republicans were all over the place. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, and, um, the, yeah. The the in in all this time, you it was important in those days to make these differentiations uh -huh. because it was the first play that was exclusively about black mm -hmm. people. The only white people were the my my buddies, the stage <laughs> crew, the stage and crew, and, and, and Polish guys used to have fun. <laughs> you know? I yeah. think I think that's the one of the joys about I have found about being in the the arts the performing arts is that when we have the commonality of the stage and what's happening yeah. it's there there's less about what's different about us because we're all working towards what I believe is the the similar goal is the performance and yeah. you, you you know it's it's when you walk outside of the 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 theater and then, reality. The, and then yeah, <laughs> then it's one or the other. The the uh, I was gonna say one of the things that you have you have had the 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 lifespan to live through is is quite a bit of change, yeah. both social and and governmental, and of course the national as well. You know when Trinidad was not was part of the. British rule and then yeah. to, to move on from I mean, you, see, you saw so much insularity is what they call it. Mm -hmm. People about the island and, 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 and looking down your nose at people from small islanders and what it meant and all that. Did, did, yeah. did you find that, that that view changed a little bit the way that stories were starting to be told or plays or because if 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 we go back to the idea that the, at one time the Clipsonian was the, the, the social network of its day, now you're moving to the stage. Did the stage start to become that social network where it was like, this is the ideology of what's happening. Yeah. We are a reflection of what's going on. Did you, did you feel well, that? You, you used to, in Calypso, you used to see a lot of poking fun at small islanders. 
Mm-hmm. You don't hear that anymore. As a matter of fact, you have some quote-unquote small islanders like uh, Short Shirt from Antigua, there's another guy from Grenada or St. Vincent, who come down and appear in our tents now. Mm-hmm. And they are equal to Trinidadians. Trinidadian Calypsonians go there now mm-hmm. and perform and have... Yeah. So there is um, more love <laughs> now than the, you know, invective and poking fun at and, you know, that kind of thing. They, they put their differences aside. Yeah. And when we went to Jamaica, for instance, um, first time we were there was 71, I think, 73. Right. And we realized that what happened, there were a lot of hostilities between Jamaica and Trinidad over the same uh, breakup of the Federation. Uh And doing plays like Dream, Dream on Monkey Mountain, which is one of those who talked about where do we go now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And but in order to do that, we raked up a lot of stuff between white people and black people in the past mm-hmm. and between black people themselves and the and the, the, the mulattoes and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. was tossed up and turned out. In the long run, Macak, that guy, mm-hmm. says Errol Jones, he says He's going back home, up there in the hills, um, you know, with a, with, but with my hut with a s- small signal of smoke so that people could look up there and say, Makak lives there. He lives in the dream of his people. <laughs> That's the final. Very touching, where it means I don't know. But it meant that we are, we belong where we are, <laughs> mm-hmm. in the hearts of your, these are your people, mm-hmm. you know. And when you look at a guy from St. Vincent, Jamaica and so on, we are one people. We are all the same people, mm-hmm. except I live up there on that hill mm-hmm. with a little hot well, smoke and thing, and that's where Makak lives, <laughs> you know. But we're all... And so there was these kind of philosophical centers mm-hmm. out of which you kind of get a new direction all the time going through there. And they, when we used to party in Jamaica with the, with the people who come afterwards, you know, usually middle class. Yeah. People, you know? yeah. And they said, we never knew that Trinidadian so nice. <laughs> you know, because what the politicians used to tell them is just, was Propaganda, right? You know, so as they could get uh, uh, something, uh, direction from them from the referenda, mm-hmm. to be able to do what they wanted to do, to keep Jamaica for Jamaicans, yeah. you know, and telling Jamaicans, no, you must keep Jamaica for you. What, what would you? What would you? What would you point to as the the the, the piece that of of either literature or play? that you would say, this is an excellent representation of, of Trinidad? Um, I t- you talk about, and you see, this is what I'm looking for all the time. Mm-hmm. 
Um, we look at through the canon of Derek Walker's plays, he has, there is not a specific play. Mm-hmm. But in each of his plays, the play like um, Franklin, for instance, uh-huh. in which a white man who has lived through seeing the u- unions form and begin, mm-hmm. and he he's have a relationship with the Indian girl, you know, mm-hmm. in the play. That's one of those, because things get discussed. Uh, pantomime is another one, in which this white guy has a man servant, a black guy, they, they run in a little place in Tobago, and they try to put on a little pantomime to get guests they inviting. And they talk and they poke fun about, oh, it's all the white people's dance, you're all dancing, no, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's kind of, things happen. So, um, I cannot point to a single play uh-huh. that encapsulates all of what you're talking about. Uh-huh. But it, it touches, it alludes to various aspects of mm-hmm. our relationship. Dream on Monkey Mountain is a good one. Okay. Um, but it's not about Trinidad, eh? All right. It, it's located in St. Lucia. Oh, in St. Lucia, where? Walcott is yes, from. Yes, right? yes, yes. You know, he talks about the mountains, mm-hmm. about Miku, about um, different town cities named mm-hmm. that you know is obviously located in St. Lucia. Okay. Um, he has other plays, and in all, all of his plays discuss in some way or the other the condition, the human condition in Trinidad and all the other islands and that kind of thing. He's worth looking at. <laughs> I, I have no doubt. I mean, he did win. Uh, the last one he had, in which I s- appeared, uh-huh. in the lead was um, Steel. All right. He's looking at an aging Calypsonian who has seen things happen since the war days when the uh, Americans were here, mm-hmm. when the Steel Band was formed and so on, when they had shooting and between themselves and steel band clash and all these things you see mm-hmm. and, and we are we able to discuss them and the development of the mass and so on the you know we are we are in the is this the the, the third home for the the workshop or is this the home if yes I would say home okay. <laughs> yes the first really one Home uh-huh. for the theater workshop was the old fire station. Oh, okay, it's where the the where the we started we is. started in Little Carib as part of the offerings of the Baron McBurney's Little Carib. She invited him to come. Where when 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 the Federation they invited him to to write a piece mm-hmm. of theater that would mark the start of the Federation, which he did and presented in the. Um, Savannah there. All right. But the whole idea of Federation collapsed, and there he was. Um, he liked Trinidad, first time he seen it. Mm-hmm. He liked the diversity of ethnicities and so on. Uh, a different sense of humor here. Sometimes when he, which he says, cruel. <laughs> you know, and um, he could get a job here with a big newspaper. Ah, okay. You know. 
So um, he stayed, and he liked the women here. <laughs> you know what I mean? And he married at least two of them <laughs> in his uh, journey. Yeah. So, so the journey has been a rip. So. We only spent about two years in in, in Cairo because he, Derek and she fell out, and we got kicked out. Right. And then we were nowhere. We were people's homes, and you were out and about. Out and about. Because I, I I I'd read that the, there were performances at Whitehall, which is one of the the places on the savannah. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. The, and then there was. Um, there's we a, were upstairs of the oh, upstairs of the the library. Let me get it. Eh? Sure. So uh, what we were talking about was just the 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 movement of the 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 workshop where we oh, yeah. we had you said were down there and you you were at care little care for about two years then you kind of were nomadic you were just yeah. here and then everywhere and then you you were in Belmont mm -hmm. for many many years fourteen years fourteen years. Um, and that, that was a home and then got converted or...? What happened there was there was this house, a house, uh -huh. in which, but it had a space in the back. Uh -huh. Because like again with my philosophy, I look at it and say, what is it possible here? <laughs> you know, in England and there's a house and you got a backyard. Right. Oh, it's surrounded by a garage down there so, mm -hmm. and a little utility room in the back, so it's a quadrangular. So I saw a theater, and I built such. <laughs> I, I know, I, I, would, I, I had been in this space. You know? I, yeah. was, I, uh, I was really surprised, you know, when you walk in there, you're like, oh, this feels like, yeah. you know, a home. And then, yeah, you opened up the, the, back, the, door. the back door, uh -huh. and there was a small... Theater, 60. Th yeah. Sixty seat quadrangle. Yeah. Um, it's three sided because one side is coming from the back. Right, right, right. There was a, a, and, a door and, on one and side. And the garage in the back is our dressing room and so on and so forth. Yeah, yeah. So it's the usual thing that where nothing exists, mm -hmm. <laughs> everything is possible. It depends on how you see it. Well, it's it's. I find I find that uh, I don't know if you believe this, but I can see you getting credit for, you know, other groups starting to use that same idea. Well, yes. Um, yes, it is, it is a standard format, you know, and there's a book there that will show you okay. different uh, quadrangle, three-sided um, arena, arena type. Uh -huh. It's not an easy place in which to act, eh? No. That's good, because the actors have to be challenged. <laughs> Give them a difficult space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but I, I enjoyed it because, you know, I said you cannot ever be accused of turning your back to the audience. Any which way you turn, the audience is seeing your face. <laughs> right? There you go. So where, you, you could, you turn to the right here, you know, you know, so your back is to the people on the left, you know, and you turn there, and you, and you have three audiences to which you can play. Yeah. So now, now you're in uh, this space, uh, uh, which is on its way towards uh, Marval. Yes. That's Marval. Marval, yeah. Mm. Uh, and you've made a, a, a space, a rehearsal space in the front, 
in a small workshop upstairs. Uh, upstairs is the same space, you know? Same space. Same size. And, but you have, you have continued to talk about and promote the idea of creating a space yeah, over that's, here. On, that's in the back. And I have almost here. Look. Yes. I mean, I think this is the best way out of it. Right. So... I said, this is... That's north. That's corner of this one. Right? Okay. See, this here is uh -huh. the other. The architect asked me to cut off this nib that comes here. Okay. To dismantle it. Right. I don't know if government is good. Well, there's always going to be some form of yeah, yeah. compromise. Somebody. So... So now, if I had that, uh -huh. I could seat a hundred people in there mm -hmm. comfortably and have a good stage of about 25-foot square or right. something like that, you know? There's that one down there was 15-foot squ um, square. So it's almost double the size. Yeah, nearly. You know, it's good. And then um, it will be movable. Mm -hmm. The seating will be movable, you know, right. so that dance could take place in another, another kind of format, dance. Mm -hmm sometimes needs kind of proscenium type. You know. yeah. There's a there's a, a, a French sonographer named uh, Jean-Guy Lacotte mm. and uh, he is uh, uh, he has a quote that says uh, all you really need is a space. Well, all you really need is a space. Right. <laughs> and you could create theater. Because yeah. yeah. the way you talk about it is, is that same yeah, yeah. same inspiration. Yeah. When we went, we were in Holland once, mm -hmm. performing up there at um, the Good Good Saal, that's Good Saal, and the Kleiner Saal. Mm -hmm. We were in both of them, both of them with open spaces, with movable screens that you could do all kinds of things. Change, yeah. change the the yeah, space. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Both in the in the big theater and and and, and the little theater. Mm -hmm. What do you uh? What do you believe will be the, the, the legacy of the workshop? Or you hope to be the legacy of the workshop? I hope there will be. Mm -hmm. um, I do not, I'm not... I don't want... I, 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 I stop saying that, what I want. It should not close down mm -hmm. with my demise or departure. <laughs> I don't know when that's going to be. Um, not soon. Not soon. Um, Errol... Mm -hmm. At 87, I think, Departus and his friend over here, Earl mm -hmm. um, Stanley Marshall, he died a few years later too. He was about 87. And they were my principal support for what we're doing here. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes when we didn't even have money to pay the caretaker, you know, they come up with it, you know. Mm -hmm. um, which was okay. The, uh, the and they, they are remembered by me. Right. Well, I don't know if they would be remembered by other people after we leave. Well, now with, with what we're talking about today, we're able to say those names. Yeah. And now an audience will get to, to learn about yeah. them. And, not, and some will be discovering that for the first time. Some will be reminded... Of, of names that they may not have uh, remembered well, but they're still out there. Um, I know that uh, obviously uh, your words are, are going to, to your words and experiences are going to, to live on. Um, <laughs> yes, that's strange. Eh? 
that the guys who I used to respect or regard as the titans in theater, uh -huh. they weren't recorded. <laughs> like Jones and Slade Hopkinson and Stanley Marshall. I mean, but I will be. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Because you, you're going to run across people like me who have this desire to to want to know the history or yeah. capture the the knowledge because for me this is about the opportunity you know it's i uh my uh my mother uh, uh my, my mother secretly wants me to be Larry King for some reason she's like she loves Larry King cuz she's like he can talk to anybody oh yeah yeah and so she would always give me a book oh, yeah. about something he did or record him or things like that. So I'm secretly making up for, for all that time that I wasn't Larry and King. There's, there's a, there's a, <laughs> and like you said, there's a plan. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. The, uh, there, there is one thing. So I did a, I did a little bit of a looking uh, uh, on, on the web. And one of the, uh, the, the things that uh, it speaks about here... Uh, was your theater and education program. Yes. And I was wondering if you could tell me, tell me about that and, uh, and how is it today or has it... Yeah, well, okay. Let me tell you about where it was. Mm -hmm. um, where in about 1991, when we were in the old fire station, now we got a place we could do things. Right. <laughs> you know? And I got the services of Dr. Danny Lindsay. I don't know if you come across that name. Not yet. Her husband was um, Dexter Lindsay, who was drama officer here at once, and he worked with us too. I had him take charge of the curriculum of teaching mm -hmm. in the schools. And Danny, he, his wife, she came to Trinidad. She was Canadian, um, but she came to Trinidad after. He had come, and he said that when Danny comes, talk to her because she did something like that in Africa. They were in Africa, mm -hmm. and what it is is that on the English literature B syllabus that's that contains books, plays, poems, and so on, which um, children are studying for their exams. All right. Appear in a booklet in a, in, 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 on their syllabus, and what we do, we dramatize some of these plays. We even did some of the poems for them. We did some readings plays, and we go to the schools, and um, we we take young actors who are in training, because that's a win-win situation. I mean, young people like to see young people up there, you know? mm -hmm. not old people pushing down to them, you know. I think, you know. <laughs> So we have young actors trained to, to deliver Shakespeare or Bolt or whoever mm -hmm. and present them in the schools. And they give us two periods, which is about 90 minutes. And the, 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 the Ministry of Education has given, had given us approval to do it. Mm -hmm. We just had to... Uh, we, um, correspond with each principal so that it works in his daily schedule when we go there, right? And it worked wonderfully from 91 until... Uh, that's outside. Yeah. <laughs> from 91 until about 2004, 
we ran that. And it paid, we used to get some subvention to do it, and it used to make, actually earn about $75,000 per year because we charged children $5 to see the play. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them, after people came from the school sometimes to join our programs, training programs, Again, what it did was to take in theater to the people. To the people. Through education, right. you know. So that um, this was good for theater. What happened in about 2004 was that we could not get enough young people in to, into the program because government was <laughs> instituted a whole lot of training programs that paid them a lot more than we paid. Right. You yeah. know. And of course, their parents would say, hey, you're getting $100 a day over there. With the government, you go for $50 at theater workshop now, you know? Mm-hmm. And a lot of people poor didn't need the money, you know? Right, absolutely. So we understood that. So we said, okay, maybe we just take a little rest and do something. But we started back in about 2012 when we had Timia Hoenfeldman at Trinidadian of... Jewish and white vintage <laughs> living in New York and so on. Sure. And she came down and she's a good the- theatrician. And she um, said her idea was that we could get the money. We will get a group of actors whom we will pay to do it just as we do in England and so on. And we had a lady come down from Texaco, even brought us down, a lady from England. Um, Jillian Tweet okay. to help educate in this TIE thing. Mm-hmm. And she says she drives from city to city, you know, all up North England and so on, mm-hmm. to go to deliver her. Like they're teaching Pakistanis and so on. They had this influx of people coming in, teaching them English Alive was the, is the name of their program. Okay. So they teach them, they do plays and so on to get them to learn to speak English and uh, understand the English ways and so on. And she gets doing well, you know. I haven't spoken there for a long time, but she was here for about hmm, nearly a year. Okay. You know, and she, we went to Tobago and all, even showing the programs and so on. Texaco funded, right? Yeah. So, Timia had this group of people, about five or six. The idea was that they would perform the plays in the schools. But when they didn't have performances, they would come to Tiro India offices and help do all kinds of things. But that didn't work. Mm. They only showed up for the performances and every month, whether we had plays or not, we had to pay them. You know, right. Depending, I mean, we had plays, but depending, it didn't. It wasn't linked to the number of performances. Mm-hmm. But, you know, so that wasn't working for me. Yeah. So that that plan just sort of yeah, it fizzled out. Fizzled out. I, I haven't come up with a new plan yet. Yeah. What I'm thinking about doing is to try to revive the original form, where we had students. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling there are a bunch of school leavers who are at odds. Still, they don't know what to do themselves because they ain't getting jobs, you know? The world is a circle, you know what? Right. What comes around? Mm-hmm. Um, they're not getting these jobs. Look at the oil refinery closed down. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that was a big, that 20, was a big deal. 20,000 people are leaving school every year. 
looking for jobs or going to university or something. Mm-hmm. And not all of them going to university. That's true. Some of them want trades or something. Something that they could hang on and say, I am a... Uh, <laughs> whatever. Uh, I'm an actor or something, I, you know? I, I will say this, and I'm a, uh, I'm a big advocate for the arts in schools. Yeah. Yeah. Because I know that they played a big role in... What I eventually... The development, yeah. Yeah, because... We're doing it now. We just started last week going to schools. Um, You see one one there, Diamondville School at 10 a.m. January 23rd, that's well, well, last Wednesday or two. Yeah. They went, and the people would like us to come and do things in their school. There's another school success, Laventil, who was here. They, they invited the Cubans down recently. Yeah, I saw that. They want me to come to the school and help them to start a drama unit. See, this is... So, and what I noticed about school, <coughs> our experience in school is that you start something in one school, uh-huh. everybody else gets jealous. You're not coming to my school? Aren't you coming to my school? No, kind of thing. Right, right. So, it's just a start. <laughs> Get going. But, like I tell you, this year I'm 84, man. Uh-huh. I, I'm talking about 30 years ago when I was 50-something, we were doing all these things, you know? Yeah. So, uh, I'm looking for a new apprentices. Mm-hmm. I'm only getting girls, and girls are something else. Well, I, I will say this. I will say this. Um, I have found that the uh, the the the, the women that I have come across in not only the school here, but I've had the opportunity to work with over the years, I have found them to be dedicated and more, uh, more, let's see, uh, go-getting than yeah, some, of, some not, of my male counterparts. They're not, they're not focused enough. Well, you know, they seem to be grabbing at everything that's coming by. And they're going off on this stream and that stream and this film coming in town and working with it and I'm going here to do with something like that. Well, but we can agree that they are, they are certainly necessary. Sometimes I am persuaded to follow a thought, uh-huh. which is that, is it possible that our model of the Tin Trinatia Roadshop has out, outlived its usefulness? Mm-hmm. Maybe I should join the people like Raymond Chupin, convert it into a play production only. You know? no, I think I, I know that training is. I, I, I cannot give it give it up, but I have to you know toy with these ideas. Sure, there's uh, there will always be a need for training, and I think that people don't want to pay for it really. You know that I know that's the problem. It's it's there's this too much, you know. I want free this. Yeah, you know. I, <laughs> I like everything I, free. Right. Except, I thought government was um sponsoring you. Except I have bills to pay and I have my mouth to feed and yeah, yeah. You know, and, and and that and that this is not a unique problem. I mean, this is a problem for entrepreneurs and long running. Uh, it's it's just that the times have changed. Mm-hmm. But. Times have changed so drastically. People always wanted money. Mm-hmm. But money, or the absence of money, didn't stop them from pursuing their dreams. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you? Because you had to have faith 
in what you're doing. Mm -hmm. I, when I tell them, okay, so you pay to come and learn about drama and mm -hmm. so forth. What you do with it is up to you. And it's no, you might do something that does seem to relate to drama, but, it, but your, 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 your experience in pursuing the learning of performances, learning about analyzing characters and so forth, could very well pitch you up as something that you have not yet <laughs> thought about. I found myself in university lecturing to people. I, I at, became at, a lecturer by accident NYU, myself. I was at NYU. Uh -huh. I was at, at, at um, Boston U, you know, and I said, me? What am I doing here? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a degree in these people. Some of them had, I took a master's program, a master's MFA program, and uh -huh. I'm teaching in, you know. I don't even have a premier, a first degree. But I've had, not many years, uh, and here, do we? I've worked with them in 87 to a few years to start the, the creative arts center. Um, See, nothing takes the place of experience. You know? Very true. Everything, but, is, everything is learned from experience. <laughs> No, I know it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's getting uh, a little later in the day, and I cannot thank you enough for your time and your generosity with your, uh, with your, your words and your oh, stories. Okay. I'm, I'm glad that what I've done is of use to somebody. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And because that's one thing I, they used to tell me when this morning, when you said nothing. Make yourself useful. I said, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and, and, and then you look behind make and make sure that you're not I mean, do something useful to somebody. Mm -hmm. And I think it's not bad advice. <laughs> Shape your life so that it could be used to somebody. Mm -hmm. And that's what I did for theater. I do have done for theater. I could build anything it needs. I promise you anything but a bank loan. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And that, sir, I want to say thank you. It was a well, pleasure. Thank you for your attention, and I hope it's of some use to Absolutely. you or somebody's from your own. If you if you'd like to, to tell people where 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 you're located, how to find you, um, the the microphone is yours. Yes, yes. I want to say that since we moved here, it seems that people felt that we were shut down, but we are not. We are very much alive, and we are. On New Wall Street, you're going to ask me, where's New Wall Street? New Wall Street is two streets after K-Pok going through Barrow. <laughs> On the left, you can't miss it. There's a big sign outside saying Trinidad Theatre Workshop, School for the Arts. We have programs of education for children, for teenagers, and for adults, and for playwrights, people who would like to write, to learn to write plays. We have courses for them. We even do individual coaching for people having, sometimes I'm going up for uh, Miss Universe or something, and uh, you need help with something. I've helped people with um, auditioning for things abroad by doing videos for them here, uh, which they send up. Mm -hmm. And I know two, I could call names, like Danielle Delavestee, there's one, she's at Stella Adler 
in, you know, not mm -hmm. only here, there are a couple of, of other people. Right. So we do a whole varied smorgasbord of, um, of, of coachings, if you, if you need, you know. Right. Mm -hmm. Individually or collectively or in schools, we're going to schools to try to help them to start their own drama groups and, you know, set up the structure and so on. So, there we are. There we are. Yeah. All right. Again, thank you again. I'm and thank great. you. Thank you, sir. Okay, man. I hope you're successful in all your endeavors. Uh, there's a plan. There's a plan. There's a plan. Best assured there's a plan. And you're part of it. We're all part of it. <laughs>